0: Hello and welcome to Everyday Martial Artist. I'm your host, Brian Duset, And as we do every Thursday, we bring you a brand new episode on a brand new guest talking about their life and their journey in the world of martial arts and, and everything in between. My guest today is a martial artist, a dancer, an entrepreneur. She founded her own fitness company and has been involved in TV and movies and founded Iron Dragon Productions. Please welcome to the show today my guest, Janelle Smith. How are you doing today, Janelle?
1: Doing great, Brian. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, thank you. But what we do with all my guests, we go back to the beginning. I want to know where that first spark came from, where that first interest, the, the first involvement in martial arts. Was it, you know, was it something, was it your choice? Was it your parents? Just kind of, how did that beginning start?
1: I've always had a fascination for martial arts. Uh, as a young child, I was involved in many different uh, activities I was raised by my grandparents. So um, I'd like to say maybe a little spoiled, but not really. I mean, they were strict grandparents. So they had me in everything from baton twirling, cheerleading, gymnastics, tumbling you name it. I wow. was in every activity. So every day after school, I had something. And I remember days thinking, I just want to go home and watch cartoons. I don't want to <laughs> have to do yep. anything. Um, but, you know, it served me well because I'm still active today. And I still teach and, and you know, of course, the martial arts. I would say it, would, it probably started very young, watching Kung Fu Saturday afternoon, Kung Fu Theater. Yeah. Uh, As a kid, every Saturday afternoon, I just remember, oh, it's Kung Fu Theater time, you know, and turning on the TV and watching, you know, Bruce Lee or all the old, uh, you know, Shaw Brothers, you name it. I just loved it all. Okay, And that that was a little girl. But, you know, when I was growing up, I martial arts wasn't really um, something little girls did. Mm -hmm. So um, I was in everything else. Like I said, dance, baton twirling, cheerleading, very active. So as an adult, I decided to um, I had already been a fitness instructor for, you know, a little while, a couple of years and teaching kickboxing. My kickboxing class is doing very well. And I thought, okay, now's my opportunity. I'm going to go to a dojo and I want to learn how to kick properly. Mm -hmm. And so I walked in Taekwondo school, uh, the the coach at the time or the master, um, his daughter was on the Olympic Taekwondo team. So he was, was pretty intense, some good training. And I, that first day I never stopped training. So that was over 30 something years ago now. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And I just fell in love with it and I just knew it was going to be a part of my life and still teaching and training today. So I have a second Don in WTF Taekwondo and then a fifth dawn in Tukong Musul, which is the style that I teach and train now.
0: Okay. So yes. thinking back to the, those first couple of classes, what, what drew you to it and made you want to stick with it?
1: I, I loved the philosophy. I love the energy. I love the competition. Um, I love the movement. You know, I, I to me, it was like dance, but... It was something useful. <laughs> dance is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. You know, and I hope no dancers, you know, send me any hate mail. <laughs> but I, I love dance and I have dance background. But martial arts is something hopefully you would never have to use in self-defense. But if you need it, it's like insurance. Uh, you're glad you have it.
0: Okay. What are some things you remember about your first instructor?
1: Uh <laughs> Well, he was very traditional, very old school um, from the Kukiwan. And Mm -hmm. I remember stretching one day, and he comes behind me and pushes me down, and I pop my hamstring. And there I go, limping out the door. So I've learned that, you know, just like anything else, you have to train Mm -hmm. safely and, and teach properly. And some of that old school stuff is good, but, you know, you have to uh, really listen to the body and train smart. <laughs> right. And that's, that's what I learned on the fitness side, you know, getting personal training certifications and uh, teaching certifications on the uh, fitness side.
0: Yeah. I know you yeah. talk about the old school training and I, I have some horror memories about that myself and yeah, everything. I think
1: everybody. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I tell the, the, the current school I train at that I've been at now for almost 30 years. Um, I still remember the the very first class I went to, someone convinced me to go watch them because I was switched switch schools and I walked mm-hmm. in there was about five or six students on the floor training and three of them were sitting with their back against the wall and their pant legs rolled up and their partners were over them with a bow staff rolling it on their shins. And I saw the look on their face, I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing here? (laughs) But luckily I stayed and talked to the instructor and stuff. But I just, that first thought, I was like, wow.
1: Yeah, it is a bit intimidating. Oh gosh. Yeah, that old school training. Yeah, you really have to love it (laughs) to stick with it.
0: Definitely, definitely. Now you mentioned competition. Did you get involved in the competition side of it quite a bit?
1: I did. I competed. um, Well, that was part of the first school I was at, you know, before you could test for your next belt um you had to do some tournaments. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah, he was heavy into tournaments. So, okay. by the time I was yellow belt, I was in my first tournament, didn't know what I was doing. And I remember training that week before my tournament and he paired me up with a blue belt and she kicked me so hard. I just tried to block and my hand I it swelled up like, you know, uh, a melon on my hand. I thought, Oh my gosh, I didn't know my body could do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you know, I, I figured, okay, I I learned don't be there. (laughs) Move. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Blocking helps, but sometimes it doesn't. So, you know, just try to move. And basically that's all I remember doing, you know, my first term is, you know, basically running around the ring. (laughs) Like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) You know, then after a few more tournaments under my belt, then I started to get the hang of it, you know, and realize, oh, point. Okay, nice. If I go for the head, point, you know, three points. Nice. Yeah. So got hooked, competed um, several years and national taekwondo champion in 2002. Okay. Two-time Texas state champion, regional champion. So, um, yeah, a lot of tournaments and I loved it. I loved competing and at that time MMA was starting, you know, to kind of make a noise right. and um yeah, I, I wish it was at the same time that I was competing because I definitely probably would have jumped in in the octagon or something. Really? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, very
0: cool. So what did you compete in mainly just sparring? Did you also do up weapons and and pattern?
1: Yes, yes. So uh katas or poomsaes yep. um Yes. And also sparring. So I loved them both. I loved competing in both. And then some tournaments like open tournaments, you could also do self-defense. And um, so I tried to do a little bit of everything and I I really enjoyed it. You know, sometimes it's good to see when you see other people at the same rank where you're at, you know, and, and it's not necessarily comparison, but yeah, I guess in a way it's good because it makes you bring your A game. When you see other people, oh, hey, they're a blue belt or red or black belt and they're really good, you know. And I I just remember it gave me a reason to train harder at times. Okay. And, um, you know, because after a few years of training, you just, you can maybe get burnt out and it's always nice to train for something. Right. And then you realize you come full circle and you're like, okay, now I just train for myself. <laughs>
0: nice. So I got to ask, did you have a go-to weapon in competition or did you change it up?
1: You know, I really didn't. You know, in the current style that I train in, we have sword, we have bow staff, we have nunchucks, we have knives, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah. Uh, but I really didn't have any go-to. I think I preferred just regular open hand, Okay. you know, forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, basic forms. I, I just loved it. I'd love to see the artistry,
0: okay. you know,
1: with no distraction on no weapons. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of fun.
0: And I got to ask uh, being a, a fellow Taekwondo uh, a student, which, uh, which forms did you guys do in your school? Were they the, the Paul gay, the Taeguk? Which ones did you guys do?
1: Taeguk. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, We we, do, we actually still do Paul gay to this day. So it's, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, we never, my instructor was never really a fan of the Taeguk ones and we never really switched over to those. So uh-huh. It's, it's, so, it's,
1: are, were you WTF or ITF? WTF. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. we were do- a WTF as well. Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah. Our Excellent. our my instructor's instructor is a tenth degree through the cookie one, and my instructor okay. is a eighth degree. So, nice. yeah, he was. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's it's, it's I, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's when you find fun.
1: something <laughs> that fits you, you know, it's that's great because you you know now there's so many different styles, and um, of course jiu-jitsu made a big noise and now mm-hmm. they're doing, you know, it's everywhere One, you know, everyone wants to, train, wants to train jiu-jitsu and I love it too. I, I definitely see the value in groundwork because most fights go to the ground. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I love styles that train distance theory because that's what I do, distance theory. Okay. So fighting close combat, fighting ground, uh, fighting weapons. I think it's good to be well-rounded.
0: So at what level did you start teaching and what made you want to teach? Is that something that your instructor just kind of say, Hey, you're teaching class today or was this something you sought out to do?
1: I sought out because I have always kind of had the teacher mentality and I learned early on that when you teach something, it helps you to learn better, you know, yes. whatever you're teaching. <laughs> so it's always good to teach. And I, you know my fitness background being an instructor prior to martial arts i was already you know teaching okay. just different things you know from boot camps to kickbox to step class to cycle you know personal trainings. So i did everything in the fitness arena and you know being able to add the martial arts was the best for me
0: <laughs> i know I, I tell students all the time that you know i don't want to help teach and i I say, look at, look at my two notebooks I have. Look at my notebooks from when I was just a student and look at how the different notes for the same techniques from when I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it becomes, yeah. it's it's so much different, so much more in depth. You learn the technique better and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's so true. That's so true. Every student should teach. Agreed. Um, yeah, it really opens their eyes to the techniques and, and they discover if they really know it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. 100%. So yeah. what do you think has changed about your teaching style over the years?
1: Hmm. Good question. Maybe I'm a little bit more laid back now. I'm not as intense. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm just, I, I want people to enjoy it. And I want people to continue their training for a long time. And, um, you know, I just want to be one of those teachers or instructors or masters that people will look back and say, oh, well, you know, Master Janelle said this and taught me this. Mm-hmm. I want it to resonate with them and, and, you know, I want to make that connection with them. So make it enjoyable, make it fun, make it, you know, I want them to learn and and realize that, you know, martial arts is, it's about martial arts, but it's so much more.
0: Right. All right. So then thinking to that, that first martial arts school, that first Taekwondo school, how long did you stay there? And then what was your next step in your martial arts journey after that?
1: Mm, Yeah, I was there Taekwondo for, hmm, gosh, a couple of years. And then, so I was busy competing and training, uh, pretty involved with Taekwondo, and I remember teaching a kickbox class. And I love telling this story to my students, but I looked up and I had, it was a packed class that night, but I see someone on my back row, a shorter gentleman, but his kicks were amazing. And he caught my eye and I thought, wow, he's really, really good. And he's just 200%. And I knew at the time my classes were hard. Um, My cardio endurance was really good. So I really pushed my students. And after class, he came, you know, approached me. He's like, I'm a Tukong master and you kicked my butt. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, okay, what's Tukong? And he showed me one of the black belt level forms that still to this day is one of my favorite forms and uh, his name is Master J. Davis, my first Tukong master, and introduced me to this style. And I said, that's it. I, I want to learn. Please teach me. So I, you know, stopped training Taekwondo and started training Tukong and transition. Yeah, it took me about a year. And, and and then he was out for a little while with knee surgery. So I was able to go and train with his master, which is our grandmaster of the style, Grandmaster Wani And, you know, once I started training with Grandmaster Yi, I thought, oh, this, I love it. You know, I have to continue my training with him. Okay. So, yeah, and I've never stopped.
0: So, obviously, like a lot of people, before I found you, I had never really heard of that style. And I know a lot Mm -hmm. of martial arts styles. So, just a little bit about it. What what makes it a little different? And just describe the style
1: just a little bit. Well, as I mentioned earlier, it's Grandmaster teaches distance theory. Mm -hmm. So, we learn how to fight at every distance uh, from close combat, you know elbows, throws, takedowns. So it's got a little bit of judo. Uh, Grandmaster Yi's background, his family, I believe grandfather was a judo master. So we've got some judo. Of course, we've got the kicking like taekwondo because it is a Korean style. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the main thing, of course, the the number one thing was uh, Grandmaster Yi was raised in a temple in Korea so from age five till 19, he was at the temple training martial arts and wow. Buddhism Okay. in Korea. And after he left the temple, he joined the Korean military. And from there, they asked him to create a fighting style for the Korean military. And that's where Tukong was developed. He created it for the military. So it's got some definite kill, name, destroy, I call it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but it's got the artistry. Which you know I, I I love I love the forms in this style, but uh, yeah, you can Google Tukong and a little bit of history on that. You know, uh, our website has more of the history of Tukong Austin.
0: Okay, yeah, I've been reading quite a bit about it, you know, since we since we started chatting like a you know six months ago or so, and it's definitely an interesting yeah. style. I actually wish we had a school up here just to go check it out because I love I just love checking out different styles and, and learning yeah. more about martial arts and.
1: Right, it's, right. It,
0: it's rare to find one I've never heard of, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, the philosophy, he teaches a lot of philosophy, you know, oh. being from the temple. Okay. So, you know, our forms were taught at the temple and they date back many hundreds of years. So it's, it's we we treasure it. <laughs> okay. Good. Maybe that's why you don't hear about it as much. I don't know. <laughs> Could, could be. Could but be. yeah, I'll I'll have to, you know, maybe I can make a trip or if you're ever in Texas, you know, you'll have to come and train with us. Oh,
0: definitely. I, like I said, I like traveling and, and who knows where my next kids will end up in school. So maybe they'll go to there Texas.
1: Go. <laughs> yeah. That'd
0: be good. Cool. So to shift gears a little bit, then how did the TV and movie part of your life start?
1: Actually from... From the martial arts, okay. I have to admit, it's really not anything that I sought after. It was just there. The opportunity presented itself. Uh, my t- well, Grandmaster you worked on Sin City. He uh, choreographed uh, Devanioki, and he also trained Frank Miller. Oh. So they both came to the school and trained with Grandmaster Yi, and they're both honorary black belts in Tukong. Nice. And yeah, it was amazing, you know, to have Frank Miller, you know, train uh, with Grandmaster Yi. So it's, it's, You know, I I think people recognize it's a unique style Mm -hmm. and it's definitely something anyone that discovers it, they immediately want to learn. So from there, after he started, you know, working on that film, we had a lot of actors and actresses contact the school about training martial arts and stunt fighting. So we developed a stunt organization called Fighting Stunts, and um, I want to say this was maybe 2005, 2006, okay. somewhere around there, and it uh, did really well. So we were the only stunt company in Austin at the time, training many actors and actresses, and I helped work on a lot of short films, doing stunts in action, and you know, Grandmaster as well, working a lot of films. And, you know, we we enjoyed it. You know, I loved it. And I realized, wow, this is, this is something I could really continue doing. So jumped in on the producer side and I learned the ropes, okay. uh, talking to a lot of producers, a lot of studio owners, you know, learning as much as I could about the producing side. And uh, that's where I, you know, Iron Dragon Productions was born. <laughs> okay,
0: And talk a little bit about Iron Dragon Productions and, and definitely Iron Dragon TV.
1: Yeah. So Iron Dragon Productions is my production company. I guess, I think I developed it back in 2005, 2006, uh, shortly after our stunt organization, you know, was launched. And started developing projects, writing projects. Uh, I can't really tell you how many short films or how many films I've done now, but still working on a few. Right now, I have a feature called Nova that I helped produce, and I did the stunt work on it. Um, It's being looked at by a few different distribution companies. So hopefully, we'll have some news about who picks it up and where you can watch that. And, and then I'm getting ready to work on two more projects coming up. Another another uh, sci-fi action film called Orias, which I'm pretty excited about. And that's with the same director that I worked with recently on Nova. Okay. And uh, yeah, and Iron Dragon TV. So Iron Dragon TV, I launched, hmm, I think it's been like six six or seven years now. And it's a standalone channel. So we're on Roku, uh, the app, you can download it on Google Play, Apple Store, Amazon, and uh, we're getting ready to launch a live channel. (laughs) So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, It'll be a linear channel, which Mm -hmm. means, you know, you can click on Roku and we'll have different films, you know, going on and different content streaming on the live channel. Okay. Yeah. So Iron Dragon TV, that was probably my hardest, <laughs> most challenging uh, endeavor because um, it's not only film work, you know, the industry of film, but it's on the tech side. You know, it, it was a lot of learning, big learning curve on the tech side, you know, okay. developing the app because each, well, I'm not going to go into the boring details, but it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> right?
0: And then what I was just reading about, what is Action Fest?
1: Okay. IDTV Action Fest is a festival that's, we're going into our sixth year. Okay. I can't believe it's already six years. Wow! So it's a way for me to help give back to the, you know, action stunt community um, with up and coming filmmakers to submit their films and uh, promote their projects And, you know, they also get a deal to string their content on Iron Dragon TV. So it gives them a a platform, so to speak.
0: And that's completely open to the public, too. Anyone can come to that?
1: Yes. Yes. Very cool. Um, Now, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, the past two years, we have just done an online event. Right. But I'm really hoping this year, you know, we can do something in person exactly. so I'm, I'm working towards that now that would be good <laughs> i hope yeah <laughs>
0: everyone can do stuff in person this i year. know
1: yeah we miss we miss that interaction with people so nice. fingers crossed oh,
0: definitely so let's say someone approaches you and they've never done martial arts in their life and they heard you did martial arts they want to know they're thinking of getting involved and they just want to know what's what's some advice you to give them what to look for what to avoid in schools and instructors
1: Um, I would say, give them, um, you know, take some time. You know, I, I even did this personally. I went to the school, I sat and watched. And I remember sitting there watching Grandmaster E teach, and, you know, just really trying to see his style of teaching, um, trying to see, you know, the students, the level of the students, how the students are, you know, if, if it's an effective martial art. There's always those boxes that you ch- you should check off. Mm-hmm. Definitely give yourself some time. I went, let me see. I think it was three visits before I decided. So okay. I went to three different classes, sat and just watched. You know, then I was able to decide, uh, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to change styles and invest more time in starting from, you know, white belt again? <laughs> <laughs> Because that does, you know, that's um, to give up your years of training and give up your black belt is kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I knew that that's where, that's the style I wanted to learn. And I knew it was an effective art. And I really enjoyed the self-defense as a female, you know, the self-defense aspect. Right. Having trained in Taekwondo, it's a beautiful art, but there were still some things missing that I felt I didn't learn and I needed to add to my skill set. So now I'm able to share that skill set with other young women. And I teach self-defense for uh, the university of Texas for a sorority called the Texas sunshines. And I've been their instructor about another five or six years. Oh, wow, cool. <laughs> I'm pretty busy. Cool. And, but you know, I just teach them once a month, Okay, but you know, I put them through the ringer and these, these gals are incredible great sorority and they train hard with me and uh hopefully i can keep them safe you mm-hmm. know it's when they're your kids are at school you know they every every young person should take a, a self-defense class agree yeah yeah
0: well and i like that you're doing it yes it's definitely not like a weekly thing like your regular martial arts class but you're at least doing it more than once so, there's so many people go to these one-time self-defense mm-hmm. classes and think that's mm-hmm. going to help and if you took a self-defense class 15 years ago the odds of that stuff coming back to you when you need it Slim yeah. to numb, but if you're doing it consistently over a period of time, you're you're going to retain some
1: of that. Yes, definitely. These gals really work hard, and and it's such an honor to teach them. Um, And we actually part I partner with them, the Texas Sunshines, uh, because I'm also a board member of Pact, Partners Against Child Trafficking, and I've been a board member for a couple of years now, and so. When I teach, uh, they charge, you know, the students to go to the self-defense class, but all that money gets put back into the nonprofit um, pact partners against child trafficking to help raise awareness about human trafficking and kind of goes hand in hand with me teaching self-defense.
0: Okay. So then over the past five, six years you've been doing this, have any of them stuck with martial arts, do you know, after leaving the college?
1: Um, you know, I try to keep up with them and I know a lot of them still do training okay. We're I'm, I'm in the North part of town, North Austin. A lot of these gals live central, so they definitely do keep up with their training Okay, and, you know, they reach out to me, you know, master Janelle, I'm doing this. And so I constantly encourage them and, uh, I'd like to think I'm one of their mentors and, you know, I try to keep them on track.
0: <laughs> That's great. I like that. I mean, I, I just like yeah. that you're staying in touch with them and that's just, that's, yeah. that's, that's really, really, really cool that you're doing uh-huh. that. I, I love that okay. part. That's a great story.
1: Well, it's, you know, once again, it goes back to the martial arts that I train in. Um, that's part of our philosophy, bong sa. it's selfless service mm-hmm. and, uh, giving back. Because um, we've been given this wonderful opportunity to learn this wonderful martial art that's been passed down from many masters. So to be able to give back to people and help people, I think is, it's important, you know, and I try to convey that to my students. Right. You know? Make sure bonsa, selfless service, is a part of your lifestyle. Nice.
0: So have you supplemented any other martial arts training within your your, your taekwondo and your, your Tukong? Any other styles you've worked on and put little bits and pieces in?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've taken, uh, I've got, uh, some, uh, dear friend that teaches and trains in, um, Escrima. Oh, so cool. I enjoy that. Uh, you know, a little bit of the Filipino styles, uh, because they do a lot of knife stick work, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I really enjoy that. That's a lot of fun.
0: Okay. Very cool. And I know we kind of, you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier and said you would have done this on your own because this is normally the part of the show where I ask ask the guests their, their thoughts on MMA and UFC. And if you're a fan, you kind of already answered that. So what I'd like to ask you is then being a fan of it, what are your thoughts on weight cutting in the, in the MMA and the UFC?
1: I, well, I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, not, not drastically because I don't think it's healthy. Um, I think they need to approach it more on the healthy, you know, living side of things, uh, keeping the athletes healthy and making sure, you know, that in the, in the, in the ring or the arena, the coaches and, and, uh, you know, the, the people in the ring don't let the fights go past a certain point. I think, um. Yeah. That's, that's always been one of my pet peeves is allowing people once they're out or once they're down to continue punching and you know, yeah. they're, they're already out. Yeah. So I think being a bit more, uh, strict on those rules, I I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: And something like that, that, cause I, I've judged MMA for, for years, I've judged over a mm-hmm. thousand MMA events. And a lot of that's just mm-hmm. on the ref and the training they're getting. Cause you know, yeah. They they can be as strict as they want, but the only person in that cage that can stop it is the ref. Unfortunately, so
1: yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe better training on the refs and, and holding them accountable. I don't know. The, the, to me, something needs to be done because the sport it, it it's there's no longevity. You know, right? It, you can't you can't continue with that many injuries. You know, when you're going that intense, so if you want the athletes to be able to have a longer life in, in the sport, you know, they need to set stricter rules, I think. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Um, I would actually, (laughs) I'd
0: love to see them go to same day weigh-ins. I think that would solve a lot of the issues for Mm, a lot of that problems, but I know it's been, it's been presented before and brought up, but it's never, no, I don't think any place in the U S any States have adopted it yet. But I mean, to Mm. me, that would make, you know, make People fight more at their walk-around weight, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Really, really good point. Yeah. You know, I got a chance to work with a gentleman, Vic Terriott, in Canada, in Montreal. I did a little uh, judging there, and uh, his organization was uh, World Combat Arena. I stood on fights. Okay. So it was kickboxing, which I enjoy. Yes. And I wish it would make a bigger comeback now, because that... You have more longevity, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, basically each round you had to have a minimum of six kicks and, you know, punching, kicking to the head, to the body, not below the belt and no takedowns. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed that. That was just, oh, loved it. I, I think you see a true athlete there and you can see some really beautiful kicks. <laughs>
0: yeah. I've always been a fan of kickboxing same thing. It's just, it's never... You know, since the heyday of like the 70s, early 80s, it's never really made a comeback and become super. Pop- I mean, it's still going, obviously, but it's never been super popular. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. I really had high hopes when Chuck Norris launched his World Combat League. I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. going to bring it back, and I wish that would have got picked up on better channels and and yeah. been a little more successful because it, it, the the ones they put out were great. There were some great fights in that event.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I went to a few, <laughs> oh,
0: really? you got to see him live.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's we had cool. him here in Austin. Oh, so I suppose, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. That's cool. Yeah. So W the world combat arena of Vic from Canada actually came to Austin and took, I guess the concept back to Canada. So that's where he came up with the isodon fights. Oh, okay. Um, I mean his, his brother, uh, world champion in kickboxing, john eves oh, terry yeah, and, yes. and I'm, i know uh, do you know who i'm yes. talking about oh yeah definitely okay, okay. that's Vic's brother and okay. so they launched uh the isodon fights in honor of uh john eves but yeah i mean he was i love to watch some of those old fights oh my gosh he was intense <laughs> yes
0: oh yeah that's i still go yeah. back on youtube and watch the old fights and i actually just uh just interviewed uh, kathy long uh, a couple days uh-huh. ago. Uh-huh. So, you know, one of the women, oh, pione- pioneer yeah. of the sports. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and some of her old fights were just brutal, which are fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I've, look, I've only been to two actual live kickboxing events in my life. There was a, a local one that a martial arts tournament hosted the night of their, it was, I think it was a Taekwondo tournament. And then that night mm-hmm. they had a kickboxing event. So I went to that and then in 95 I was out at uh, went to the Long Beach Internationals uh, Ed Barker's tournament back then and they had kickboxing the night before and I got to see uh, Pete Sugarfoot Cunningham fight which was kind of fun oh
1: Oh, so. wow. How fun. But, I know. They're so exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just, we don't have, we don't have them locally anymore. I mean, th- those are both in the nineties when I saw those. So
1: yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, been a while. I know it has. I know the they, because of, you know, UFC, yep. uh, you know, MMA, it's just Dana White did a really great job on marketing and getting the UFC out, out there. But um, I, I don't know. I, I think it just takes some brave soul to bring back kickboxing and, and organize it. and. I think it would do great.
0: I agree. And and the, uh, from a few guests I've talked to, there might be something in the works. So fingers crossed that we'll have an announcement Ooh, soon. So
1: that's oh, great. Yeah, I'll be hopefully. ready.
0: <laughs> me too. Me too. So is there one martial artist you could pick out that you just truly admire that you put at the top of your list?
1: Um, My teacher. Oh,
0: good. That's a good answer. That's a solid answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, my teacher. Um I still love to you know when I was able to visit Korea in 2019 we had a black belt test and yeah it was wonderful seeing him he's back in Korea right now hopefully okay. he'll be back in Austin um uh, this year or you know we may make another trip to Korea for testing yeah still an amazing martial artist amazing human being um humble you know um I always you know my thinking was if if he was a little bit more comfortable with being up in front of the camera, he could have been the next Bruce Lee. He was, he's that good. Oh yeah. He definitely had the look and the ability and the talent and the skill. And I mean, he's basically a modern day monk, you know, he, yeah, (laughs) he's my hero.
0: That's good. Very cool. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, you know, you mentioned before that you like a lot of philosophies you've learned. So is, is there one or two of those philosophies you learned over the last 30 plus years that are just truly important? You keep coming back to in your everyday life. You still teach to your students to this day.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Philosophy is a very important part of our style. So um, every class, you know, three times consider, three times patience, three times forgive. Mm-hmm. And you say each one of those three times and if you still feel like you need to use your technique or fight then do it okay. but uh, wow. yeah three times consider three times patience three times forgive has saved a lot of people from me <laughs> wow, wow.
0: <laughs> nice
1: <laughs> yeah i'm like oh gosh help me <laughs> <laughs> that's great hey i like um, yeah it's yeah once again i've always loved philosophy mm-hmm. and yeah the philosophy is a big part of training and uh i think it's makes for great martial artists okay yeah good
0: cool do you have a favorite martial arts book
1: Favorite martial arts book well i mean it's kind of martial arts related um i'm looking at my library right now it is well i've always loved the alchemist mm, okay that's one of my favorite books the alchemist <laughs> And then uh, my other favorite book that I pick up every so often is Warrior's Words. Mm. And it's a actually a dictionary of military quotations. So it's from all the great leaders, generals throughout time. Okay. And um yeah, very motivational. So uh actually, you know, right now I started a book back in 2014 or 2015. Mm-hmm. And as we all do, you know, going through things in your life, I'm put it down because I got busy and sidetracked and I wasn't ready to finish it. So I just put it to the side. A couple of days ago, I thought, okay, now's the time, you know, I've kind of come full circle. So hopefully I'll have news about my finishing my book. Finally.
0: (laughs) Very cool. I look forward to that. You'll definitely have to let me know when that comes out.
1: Yes, I will. I will.
0: So now this question, not all my guests have an answer to it kind of depends, but I'm not sure if you were ever a video gamer, but if so, do you have a favorite martial arts video
1: game? Well, I actually worked on a video game, so if that counts, um, from, you know, the martial arts training, I did some, um, motion capture mocap work Cool. when it first started getting popular Mm -hmm. and I was able to work on a uh, Star Wars video game. Really? And for Xbox, yeah. Okay. And um they didn't tell me at the time. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Okay.
1: I think because they didn't want to, me to spill the beans or tell anyone and so they kept it pretty vague. Uh they gave me some parameters. They said, you know, we want this movement, this type of movement and that's from my martial arts and stunt background. Mm-hmm. They knew What I could do. So they said, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put the suits on you guys. We want it to look like this and move like this. And I started thinking, hmm, this sounds familiar, (laughs) but I don't know. And sure enough, when we start working on it with the company I was working with, Modus Digital, they're based in Dallas. Mm -hmm. I come to find out that it was for Xbox, and it was a Star Wars video game. So I played one of the stormtroopers that falls over, okay, and then one of my other stunt martial art guys plays. Um, I guess it was Luke in in the video game. Wow! And yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> that's cool. I
0: know that's a, a lot. Of, a lot of video game companies in, in Texas, so that doesn't surprise me actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is. There is. Okay. Yeah, video games are super popular now.
0: Very yeah. cool. All right. So the last two questions, actually maybe three depending, but look, you can't pick one that you've been involved in. So favorite martial arts TV show.
1: TV show. Oh boy.
0: Could, maybe it's a guilty pleasure or something, but you
1: know. Yeah. Martial arts, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, Gosh, I got films, but I can't. I can't think of any TV shows off the top of my head. Yeah, and go back I to know. like Kung
0: Fu in the seventies. We got you know different things in the eighties. We got you know Highlander in the nineties. Oh we got...
1: gosh, yes, I used <laughs> with David Carradine. Yep, Thank you yep. for reminding me. <laughs> yes, I used to watch that. I loved it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, another one. Well, I don't know if it, no, it wasn't a show. It, I think it was more movies. Okay. Billy Jack. Oh, yeah. Maybe that,
0: him. No, those are, yeah, those are movies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. With, uh, yeah. yeah or Bong Su oh. Han. Yeah. Hopkito.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love Billy Jack. He was another hero. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, need, I need to rewatch that one. I haven't dug that one out in a long time and watched it. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm
1: going to put this foot right <laughs> <laughs> on the side of your head. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it. I love it. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I remember when, if you remember in the early eighties, when the movie, they, they call me Bruce and they still call me Bruce came out. And that I think they were kind of making a, making fun of that movie when he did that. Yes. I don't know if you remember that movie. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, with this hand, I'll hit your face. With this with this foot, I'll kick your head. Take a good look at my face. I'm an Oriental. And then, yeah, I was so cheesy oh, and stupid. No. But you know they were making fun of Billy Jack with that. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, I know. I know. Yes. And talking about cheese, I know um, a few people have talked about the current Netflix
0: Cobra comeback Kai. of
1: Cobra Kai. And so I, I need to watch it. So I'm going to so try to... <laughs>
0: watch it yeah i I mean i'm if you i don't know if you've ever listened to any of my early episodes but my story is i started martial arts because of karate kid so that the original karate kid has a very special place in my heart so when they announced that was coming back i mean it wow and and i've not been disappointed every season's been better than the previous one i think and I'm, i'm
1: that's what I've heard. Been yeah. to watch them in,
0: in days and I'm so ready for season five. <laughs> I hope <laughs> I hope I don't have to wait a year because I know they finished filming it like two months ago. So I hope they don't oh. make us wait till next year to see it. I'm really hoping like this summer they'll be like, hey, guess what? So Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Oh so well, I I'll have to catch up and start watching them. So I, I tell you one thing.
0: If 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 you have time before, rewatch the first three movies if you have time because yeah, okay. it's still it good. It, well it's it's mm-hmm. great without it. But there's just Mm -hmm. little things that, unless you, I mean, like me, I rewatch them once a year anyway, just because I'm a fan, even before Colbert Kai came out. But even, Mm -hmm. I I purposely rewatched them right before, because there's just little things that you may not catch. It's like, if you don't catch Mm -hmm. them, it's not going to ruin the show, but Mm -hmm. you're like, oh yeah, well, that makes more sense now. So
1: oh, very cool. Well, I'll have yeah, yeah. definitely have to do that. I'll, definitely. I'll catch up on all my karate kid movies and, cool. and finally watch Cobra Kai. Y'all <laughs> let
0: me know. I'm curious what you'll think about it. So
1: yes, I will. Nice. I will.
0: All right. So this one favorite, well, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but favorite martial arts movie.
1: Okay, so my company, Iron Dragon Productions, mm-hmm. I actually got the idea from one of my favorite martial art movies, Iron Monkey, with Donnie oh, Yen.
0: Nice. Okay.
1: Yes. I've always loved Iron Monkey. Yep. So um, I thought, oh, Iron Dragon. Okay. <laughs> no, that's, uh,
0: that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yes. So yeah. Iron Monkey. I have to go back and rewatch that. It's been a while for me.
0: Yeah, I think it's been about 10 years since I've seen that one, but anything with Donnie Yen. He's
1: so good. I know. So talented. me Yes. Anything with Don Yen. He's such a good actor, such a talented martial artist. Just amazing. Yes.
0: And then this final question, especially with with, I'm always curious with people who are involved in the industry on this one, but is there a movie you think that has, or which one, it doesn't have to be a martial arts movie. It can be just a regular movie that had a good fight scene, but something that you think has just a realistic martial arts fight scene, ones that you see it and you just think they, they represented that martial art perfectly on screen. And it's just a, a great job, a good realistic
1: fight scene hmm. Oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> there's so many. Let me think. Uh, oh, boy. Well, you know, one that pops in my head is one of the fight scenes in uh, with Matt Damon in the Bourne movies. Yes. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Yep. I mean, that, that's yeah.
0: actually that's that, that's the reason I thought of this question because of the the, the scene in the park when he's sleeping on the bench and the two cops come up to him.
1: Yeah. That yeah.
0: scene is the reason I thought of that question <laughs> for this show.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. So I, I answered correctly. <laughs>
0: Definitely. Oh, and that, you're actually, I, I tell that to all my guests, but you're the first person that actually said it. So I'm
1: oh, <laughs> kind okay. of excited. Okay. I mean, obviously we have some of the
0: same taste in movies, I think. So.
1: Good, good. Yeah. I, I really uh, enjoy those and, and I thought, Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, that would work, you know, and whatever the fight scene is. And yep. now I want to go back and rewatch some of those movies.
0: I actually rewatched um, them with my daughter. So I got to have watched them in the last two years. So that's good.
1: Ah. Well, and, you know, then there's some that are just beautiful, you mm-hmm. know, and some that have caught my eye. I mean, well, many, many, because I, when you love martial arts, it's like dance. And when you see a beautiful, beautifully choreographed fight scene, it's just like oh, poetry in motion. Definitely. One of them, you know, that kind of, I always go back and think about is um, actually from Blade with... Ooh. Oh my gosh. What is his name? Well, the original, you know, the guy that was in Wesley Snipes, oh, Wesley Snipes and, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of his is name. Is it the
0: original blade or is it the, one of the sequels?
1: I think it's the original okay.
0: blade. They're up,
1: they're in a church and they're mm-hmm. up on a, like platform and they have a small area to move and fight in. And it's just so well choreographed. And okay. I thought, man, they had to be so precise with that fight scene, it's just beautiful. Nice. The the guy that he was fighting, I believe he's also a martial artist and a, a singer. And his name left me. I'm trying to think, I haven't watched the movie in a long
0: time. I'm trying, to, yeah, trying to yeah. remember who he fights in that. Oh. is that the guy? Is that the blonde guy or no?
1: Yeah, is, I think he was blonde. Yes.
0: If it's who I'm thinking of, I know the one guy I know of that I think is a martial artist. Is that the, is his name Judson? It could could be completely wrong, but I know he's played like a bad guy in a lot of movies. And I
1: wanna mm-hmm. say he's
0: I could be completely wrong, but I wanna mm-hmm. say he's a martial artist. So
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, now that's gonna bug me. I'll have to look it up and send it to you. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> because definitely. I see him and he's been in some other movies and he's such a good actor. And I, I found out later that he and his brother used to have like a band and they sang. I'm like, whoa, that's oh, so wow. cool. Okay. Yeah. Triple threat, martial artist, singer, dancer, all the above.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Can't go wrong with that. So yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. So any, anything else I haven't, haven't asked you that you want to make sure we, we talk about before we wrap up the show here?
1: I think I was able to kind of share and touch on things, you know, my film, mm-hmm. my new film coming up, my last feature uh, Nova Hopefully we'll have a distribution soon and I can make an announcement, you know, where people can watch that. Definitely. Um, you know, I'm still teaching, still training. People can reach me at Janellesmith.com's my website, or Facebook or Instagram. So I will I'm put pretty, links yeah. for
0: any anything you want me to put links for in the show notes to, to share stuff. I will do that, and i uh, you know, definitely put the links for you know for you know Iron, Iron Dragon. Yeah, TV. I, definitely yeah. for sure. And like I said, I just I just added that to, to my Roku today, so I'm excited awesome. excited to start watching stuff on there.
1: Yes, we'll get ready for some new content. We're in the process of adding some new new films, so um, super excited excited about that but yeah I'll send you a list of things uh the websites but you you probably already have it and you know once again people want to train they can always reach out to me and come to Austin and train
0: awesome well I I appreciate your time this has been a lot of fun
1: yes thank you and thank you Brian for your patience
0: (laughs) (laughs) No problem. It, it took
1: us a while but we finally got it done so thank you thank you so much